Praise the Lord. <clears throat> well, hi, everybody. I want to give an announcement and an advertisement. Um, as Eric was talking about the fivefold, the fivefold fellowship network that I'm a part of is in January 15th launching a fivefold leadership training school. And we're going to train people that want to intimately know what the fivefold is all about. And you can gain an intimate knowledge of what the fivefold offices are, and they're going to be taught by fivefold members. Also, there's going to be a track where people can gain licensing and ordination through the fivefold ministries towards their callings. And uh, if you're interested, go to fivefoldfellowshipnetwork.com, click on school, and all the information is right there. Amen? Amen? Well, God said today to bring the gold. So I'm going to bring you some gold today by the Spirit of the Lord. You know, you and I need to partner. We need to partner with Father God Jesus, the Son of God, and the Holy Spirit. But also we need to partner with one another. We need to partner with the men and women of this church. We need to partner with each other. We need to partner with the young adults, the teenagers, the children, even the babes. For the Lord Jesus Christ said, out of the mouth of babes, he has perfected praise. And the babes and the children and the teenagers and the young adults have something to say. And we are a church who believes that we are raising up radical next generation members. And it's up to us to partner with them and engage and embrace them as they fulfill their destiny and purpose in the name of the Lord. But as we gather together and as we, uh, as we partner with God and with each other, you know, we need to build this church that the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And the way we do that is we come into unity. We come into unity of faith, of purpose. We are one body, one mind. And we walk together as the army of God. Taking on the enemy. Amen? So that's what it's about today. You know, on December 20th, an unction of the Lord came upon me. First, I want to thank Chris for his testimony. You know what I'm going to talk about is being in the right place at the right time. Knowing your placement in God. Chris on that day, fleshly, was in his right place. He was where God put him. 
But beyond that, his heart and his mind was in alignment with what God was doing. And this is what I'm talking about, see. This is what we're talking about. Being in the placement of God, being in the placement that you need to be, where you need to be at the right time, at the right place, to be used of God and receive the unction and the power of God to be his witness and to be his testimony to all the generations. So I thank you, Chris, for being in the right place at the right time. And the testimony of life came from that encounter. But we can, that's what it's all about, encountering God and encountering people and being there on the cusp and engaging in that synergy of God, that presence, that power, that motivation, that energy that comes from the Holy Spirit. The Lord says you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses to the ends of the earth. See guys, it's not all about church. It's not all about here. It's not about what you can do within these four walls. It's about what you can do out there. You know, the placement of God that I'm talking about is a placement not, with, not only within the body of this church. It's a placement within the body of Christ that I'm talking about. My mouth is really dry for some reason. On December 20th, an unction of the Lord came upon me. I was in a five-fold meeting, and I just felt the power of God come upon me, and, and, and there's just something that happens in that moment. You know, the Greek word translated unction is charisma. It means to smear as anointing oil. It can be viewed as setting apart for receiving an endowment which is bestowed on us for the fulfillment of a role. In Genesis chapter 2 verse 7, if you have unction, it means you have the power of God upon your life, energizing you and directing you by the Holy Spirit of God. Well, this unction came over me and I was in a five-fold meeting and the power of God just hit me, and I prophesied over 25 people, just one after another, bam, 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 right down the line. I was in the right place at the right time. And my heart and my mind were ignited and in alignment with what the Holy Spirit was doing. Well, three days later, another unction came upon me, but I was in my house, and there wasn't anybody around, and I just felt this, man, I just wanted to shout it from the rooftop, you know what I mean? 
But there wasn't anybody there. So in the spirit and trying to discern what in the world was happening, the Lord was showing me something of a reality. I was in the wrong place at the wrong time. The unction came upon me, but I had no one to share it with. So the model of my message, the title of my message is in the year 2024, we will score, we will score the victory. When God gave me that, it was like I saw this basketball team and everybody was working together and and they were scoring and they were winning the game. Today, I'm here to tell you, you as an individual and us as a church and us as the body of Christ in 2024 will score. And we will score a victory. We are going to see victories in our lives. We are going to see victories in our families, victories in our relationships, victories in our finances. I prophesied to many that day on December 20th that that the vats were going to be overflowing, that they were going to come, that finances were going to come pressed down, shaken together, and running over. The Spirit of God is going to move this year. I'm here to tell you, hear the sound. Hear the sound. Hear the voice of what the Lord is saying in this hour and in this time. So in the year 2024, we will score. We will score the victory You will score it individually, but we will score it as a team, as a church, as the body of Christ. So, the subtitle, what is your placement? Do you know where you're supposed to be in the Lord? Do you know where you're supposed to be in this church? So we've read this scripture many times, but the message here is is clear. We're part of the body of Christ. We're members of that body. Every single one of us has a purpose. Every single one of us have different gifts and different talents. But when you work together, when you work together, guys, that's when things become a reality and things begin to happen. Before I do that, I do got a story about some ants. You know, my wife, uh, when she critiques my message, she always wants me to bring a joke or bring a story. So here we go. You know, once upon a time, there was a group of ants who lived in a forest. They were hardworking and always busy collecting food for the winter. One day, they came across this large piece of fruit that was too heavy for any one of them to carry. They tried to move it together, but it it was too heavy, still too heavy 
Then they realized that if they all worked together, they could move the fruit to their homes. So they formed a line and they started to work together. They passed the fruit from one ant to another until they finally reached their home. This story kind of shows us how teamwork is important. When everyone works together, they can achieve great things that they can't do by themselves. It's important to remember that everyone has different strengths. Everyone has different weaknesses. But by working together, we can use our strengths to help others and overcome our weaknesses together. So 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 12 through 31. So just as the body, though one has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ, for we are all baptized by one spirit, so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free. And we were all given the one spirit to drink, even so the body is not made up of one part, but of many. Now if the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body. It would not be for that reason stop being part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty. While our presentable parts need no special treatment, but God has put the body together, giving greater honor to the parties that lacked it. So that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, Every part rejoices with it. Now you, us, we, as New Covenant, are the, part, are the body of Christ. And each one of you is a part of that body. And God has placed in the church, in this church, first of all, apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles and gifts of healing and helping of guidance. And of different kinds of tongues. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Do all work miracles? 
Do all have gifts of healing? Do all speak in tongues? Do all interpret? Now eagerly desire the greater gifts. So, I venture to say to you that God has placed you in this body. And He has put you in this body in the places that He has determined by the Spirit. Now, just because we're not all pastors or we're not all evangelists or we're all not teachers doesn't mean that we're not part of the body. Each member is set in place as the body of Christ. Okay? So it says, now earnestly desire the spiritual gifts. Why, why do we desire the spiritual gifts? Do we desire the spiritual gifts to build ourselves up and, and create a platform for our ministry or, or do something fantastic for God? No, we desire the spiritual gifts for the benefit of the body so that we can use those spiritual gifts by the empowerment of the Holy Spirit to build up the body of Christ to build one another up into faith, to edify, to encourage. In Jesus' name, yeah. So I push the gift assessments. Why? Uh, you know, we've been doing the spiritual gift assessments, and the reason is to better understand the gifts that we are personally engaged with through the Holy Spirit. Have you taken the test? Many of you have. Do you know the gifts of God that are residing in you and the level of importance that they are in your life? I do believe that the Holy Spirit resides within us. I also believe that the best gifts of the Spirit are whatever God needs for that time and for that season. However, I also believe that there are base gifts that God seated in you, in your mother's womb. And there he set your identity and he set your destiny. It is these gifts that I want you to discover. You know, and I, I, I kind of base this on Jeremiah 1, 4 through 7. And we all know the scripture. If you're a prophet, you know the scripture. The word of the Lord came to me saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Alas, sovereign God, I said I do not know how to speak. I'm too young. Teenagers, children. But the Lord said to me, Do not say I am too young or too old. You must go to whom everyone I send you and say whatever I command you. Like Jeremiah, God spoke to you.
while you were in your mother's womb. He planted a seed within you for your identity and for your destiny. You must discover what God has ordained for you to walk in so you can be the greatest person that you can ever be. Your age doesn't matter. Your experience doesn't matter. What matters is your call. What matters is what God is speaking to you. What God has put in you personally. Are you an apostle? A prophet? An evangelist? A pastor? A teacher? Are you a musician? A singer? A dancer? A flag waver? Can you declare a word in tongues and interpret? Are you someone who serves others? Who helps others? Are you one that encourages them along the journey of their life? Are you a greeter, a writer, an exhorter? Are you a counselor, a deliverer, an administrator, or an artist? Are you a discerner, a giver, an intercessor? Can you speak a word of knowledge? Can you speak a word of wisdom? Can you confirm the word of the Lord through gifts of healing or the working of miracles? I say yes. I say yes. All that exists in this church. All that exists in this church. Identify who you are. Know who you are. And then walk in the resurrection power of the Lord Jesus Christ. Anyway, I would encourage you to take that test. See me after church. So that's another advertisement. Well, we've been going through this year, and, and the motto of this year has pretty much been all hands on deck. So this last year, we talked about all hands being on deck. The word at the beginning of the year was that some individuals would step out of their places, positions where they were currently and move into new positions. Others would stay in the positions they have and increase in influence and authority. Some people who had been lazy will receive a holy fire that will set them up for God's glory to be revealed in them. We're going to pray for that holy fire at the end of service. For I believe the Lord wants to establish this day, the last day of 2023, and He wants to commission you and send you forth with a holy fire in your belly. So right now, I just encourage you to take a look, upon, look at yourself in the, in the Spirit. See, we can take a look at ourselves in the natural and we can measure ourselves in the natural and we can compare ourselves with one another in the natural. But I ask you to delve into your spirit. What's God speaking to your spirit? Are you in the placement of the Lord? 
Is the position you are walking in in this church where you are supposed to be? Do you have the holy fire within you, which is represented by the glory of the Lord? Do you want it? So you have the rest of my message to prepare for that. Amen. The placement of the Lord that I'm talking about, like I said, is not, not only important within this church, New Covenant, but within the body of Christ. I encourage you to know your identity, what God says about you. And then I would encourage you to then I would encourage you to know your calling. There's a calling that a person that, that each one of us has in life. And you match that calling to your destiny. You engage and you 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 develop in the spirit. And as you develop that calling in your spirit, then you walk it out and you fulfill the destiny of the Lord and the purpose of God for your life. Well, 1 Galatians 9, 24-27 talks about a need for self-discipline. I brought this here for Tom because he likes this stuff. But you know, guys, we're on a journey. We were born. We grow. We walk. We live. Then we die. We're on a journey of life. We have a race to run. We have a call of God upon our lives, and it's up to us to fulfill that call. And it's not by works. Works have nothing to do with it. We have to work at it, yes, but it's, it's, there's nothing to do it. That has nothing to do with it. It's faith and it's grace. And a lot of times we just need a, a big dose of the mercy of the Lord. So do you not know... 1 Corinthians, I said Galatians, 1 Corinthians 9, 24, 27. Do you not know that in a race all the runners run? But only one gets the prize. Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will... They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we'll, we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer shadow boxing and beating the air. No, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave. So that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. 
as we journey in this life, we're going to fail. We're going we're gonna to fall on our face. But we need to pick ourselves up by our bootstraps and continue on. You know, I was born in a, into a ranching family. I was born in, to a family. We had a ranch in Montana, and, uh, you know, we would, we would, the bucking broncos, we would, we would train and try to, try to, uh, try to get, a, get them so that they could uh, be more gentle. And, you know, once you get bucked off, you have to get back on the horse. If you, if you don't get back up on the horse, then you can't break him. And in our lives, as we journey in our lives, when we fail and when we fall, we got to look up to God and grab him by his arm and let him pull you out of the dust and the dirt and the miry clay. And let him, as Eric is saying, break you. That he can make you all that he wants you to be. And ultimately, all that you want to be. So the real mission, when, when, I, when I was getting this message, the Lord just brought this word to me. The real mission is the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me. He's given me that unction to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and a recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. That's our mission in life. So, considering all that I've said, how should we carry ourselves? When we're in the placement of God, when we're in that perfect place where everything's in alignment, our, our body, our spirit, our soul is in alignment with God's will, our mind, will, and emotions are in alignment with God's will, how should we carry ourselves? The Beatitudes from Matthew 5, 3 through 10, kind of show us and give us some guidance about how we are to carry ourselves when we are in the placement of God. So blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be fulfilled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. 
Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they prosecuted the prophets who were before you. You know, we were the shield team, the core team, the core prophetic teams have been going through a book this year. And it's been from Lynn Furl, a book called The Age Changers. And he said this in this book that uh, I really wanted to bring to you because there's something in there that God wants to release over this church. And when you're trying to discover the placement of God and the power of God and the commissioning of God and the calling of God and the destiny of God and the identity of God, we need to come into alignment with some of these things. So Lynn says, I believe the earth is about to witness a new generation of spiritual leaders earmarked by great strength and courage in which no stronghold of hell Oops. Sorry about that. Okay, so we kept recapping. I believe the earth is about to witness a new generation of spiritual leaders earmarked by great strength and courage, in which no stronghold of hell will be too, too formidable or too intimidating. These spiritual leaders will not compromise or retreat in fear. Favorite portion of scripture I like that says, The Lord has not given you a spirit of fear, but he's given to you a sound mind. Anyway, nor will they shrink back regarding the greatness of the promises of God for which they will be contending. These spiritual leaders of a new kind will provoke the church to cross thresholds of promises never before received in the history of the church. A few forerunners and spiritual spies have already forged ahead and returned, reporting to us that there is more of our inheritance in Christ already secured but yet to be possessed. And I say, are you one of these spiritual leaders? Are you one of these forerunners? Maybe you're one of these spies of the last days. Will you walk with us? Partner with us in strength and in courage, forging your destiny and our destiny as a church and body of Christ. So in light of all that I've said, where are, you, where are you placed? What's your placement in the body? What's your placement in the body of Christ? Do you know your identity? Do you know your calling? Do you have a glimpse of your destiny in the Lord? I'm here to say you can know those things. And we're going to pray for your identity, for holy fire, for identity, for calling, and for destiny.
Well, Eric and Tom wants us to do the action plan. So we need to do the action plan and number one, engage with us right now and seek prayer for holy fire. Seek prayer to understand your identity, the calling of God upon your life and your destiny. If you have not done so, take a spiritual gift assessment. See me. Uh, we'll determine your base gifts and where your placement in the body is and 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 because we want you to grow and we want you to mature. It's just as Eric said at the beginning when he was praying over me, he says, Ephesians 4.11 talks about the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers are given to the church by Christ. These are not gifts of the Holy Spirit. These are gifts given by Christ to the church. For what reason? To equip you. To equip the body of Christ for the works of what? Their ministry. Not my ministry. Not Eric's ministry. The ministry of Christ within you. But that's what we're commissioned to do. That's what we're called to do. Okay? So, partner with, with us as we partner with the Holy Spirit in building the church, the body of Christ, so that the gates will not prevail against us. Read Luke 11. Memorize Colossians. Luke and, oh, I'm sorry dyslexia or whatever that is. <laughs> Read Luke 8, memorize Colossians 1:21. Okay. <clears throat>